Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another installment of Battle Red Radio. I'm your host, Colton Molesky. And I'm flying solo tonight on this Sunday evening, getting you ready for your Monday morning, no doubt, whenever you may be listening to this. Going on on my own, talking a little bit of Houston, Texas versus Chicago Bears, wrapping up a kind of a weird Sunday, right? Felt like a lot of those games never really kicked into high gear, never really kicked into full speed a lot of those games seem to have a little trouble getting going as far as the Houston Texans game I think that was kind of what we expected going into that one we expected something low scoring we expected something a little messy these two teams have won games or in in terms of the Bears they've won games in terms of the Texans They have stayed close in these games because it's been a little messy, been a little sloppy, but they've also found defensive success through that. One of the big takeaways, I think, for this, one of the first thoughts, really, I had following this game was, is this what it looks like to have two teams play each other when you don't have a guy at quarterback, when he's not the guy, when he's not the one, when he's not the franchise guy? Is this what it looks like? And it kind of feels like this was a game between two franchises that don't really have the guy at quarterback. And I don't want to be too harsh on either one of these guys because there's parts of Justin Fields. I loved Justin Fields coming out of college and coming out of Ohio State. Uh, And there's parts of Davis Mills' game and the Davis Mills experience going back to last year that I've really – I really like, and there's flashes that you really like for both these guys, but it's really hard to differentiate are the pieces on this roster bad enough for both of these guys that it's going to cloud whatever bright spots they may have, whatever potential may be there, or is this just what it looks like when two teams who don't have the guy at quarterback play? Coming out of this game feels a little bit like the latter feels a little bit like they just don't have the guy at quarterback. And when you have a bad team and you don't have the one at quarterback, the franchise QB that you want at quarterback, this is the games you get. This is the kind of results you get. This is the kind of sloppy play that you get. And to be fair to Mills, this game, there, I, I feel like there are plenty of Texans fans who will say, hold up, Colton. Hold up. There were a couple plays there where they go a different way and all of a sudden the Texans probably notch a win. While that's fair and while that could could be the case, I think the good teams just get those plays to go their way. I think the good teams find a way to find na- to find positives and turn 
tough situations into positive versus the bad teams sit there and say, you know what, if we just had a couple of plays. And that's why this Texas team, we've said it before, is a frisky bad team. They're an interesting bad team that's going to be in it. It's going to be close, but they're just still a bad team. And we're going to go over, before we get to uh, the, the player that made the difference, love it or leave it, uh, as well as some final thoughts going away. I'm going to get into a couple of these plays that could have gone the other way and just didn't, and why I don't know if that makes the difference in the end. So let's go over let's go over this a little bit here. So right off the bat, one of those plays that you say, oh, that could have just gone the other way. That could have just been a little different. Is the interception the 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 tip? interception the tip drill that you have in the uh, to finish out the drive for the Texans where it's tipped Eddie Jackson ends up with the football but you think oh my goodness if that could have just gone the other way off the interception the first interception from Jalen Petrie if that just could have gone the other way and all of a sudden you have this big swing and then they eventually do take the lead in that first half and they go into half 14-13. And then you go through and you say, well, you know what? The, the second interception, if that's a that's a tipped at the, the line too. If that's not tipped, Roquan Smith, maybe he doesn't grab that and doesn't seal out the game You and doesn't give them a chance to to win this game and, and really walk off with this, with this field goal. That's one where if you just turn back the clocks, maybe it's not – tipped at the line that swings the game maybe they go down and they they score and you know what if if we could have just stuck with the running game I'm not exactly sure why Rex Burkhead was the guy in the fourth quarter but if we could have just found some things that that worked early on you had some some nice things in the passing attack that were working for him and they were finding more and they were finding cooks and they were finding Nico Collins. If you could have just gotten back to that, if you could have just kept pounding the rock with Damian Pierce, you want know maybe flip back uh, the clock a little bit. They had a drive in the, uh, in the fourth quarter right at the beginning of the fourth quarter where they had negative yards back to back negative yard plays back to back with the sack and then that short pass to Farrell Brown where you know what if if you just don't have a drive like that to set the tone for this weird fourth quarter maybe if you can just get a first down there maybe that changes things but here's the thing three games in a row this team has not been able to close out fourth quarters I don't know if this team can flip the gears and I think that these plays happen if you reverse a tip if a ball doesn't get tipped at the line and goes for an interception I just think that this team isn't good enough to reverse the course of a game like this which gets to the bigger picture of I don't know if this team is good enough to to control a game to take over a, a game an entire game four quarters of a football game and turn the tide on a team and really own a game so that you can win it. I don't know if they can wrestle back control of the pace or the tempo or the 
the momentum in a game. I know a lot of people go back and forth on whether momentum is real. I think in sports, momentum is real. But you can you can get lost in the weeds with that a little bit. The, the bigger thing is I don't know if a Texans this Texans team can wrestle victory from the jaws of defeat. Which means I think this is probably as good as it gets for Texans is that you are just hanging around, hanging around, and you've got good enough pieces. I mean, Damian Pierce, 20 carries, 80 yards, four, his his yards per carry were, he was averaging four yards per carry, had a touchdown. You had a couple of nice performances from the receiving court, nothing that like explodes off the stat sheet, but you know, Chris Moore had a very sound, solid game. Nico Collins had a couple of, catches for 41 yards you had the passing attack that really spread the ball around a lot which is nice the defense I mean the defense is only uh giving up 20 23 points for some of those short you, you think about like the Roquan Smith interception the the short field position that you're putting your defense in Can, all things considered this defense is not that bad they get takeaways they don't give up a crazy amount of points both of those things for again for a bad team and you got to preference all this stuff with that this is a bad team in the prism of this is a bad team there are things that you really like it seems like again and I know that the offensive line for the Chicago Bears is not good but again another game where the Texans are able to get after the quarterback they had five sacks they had nine quarterback hits six tackles for loss loss they're getting into the backfield so there are some things that you like but there's not enough there and, and I mean yeah there was some tip passes that led to interceptions and you also had Davis Mills throwing for 245 yards and a touchdown a couple of things that you like a couple of things that look okay some drives that they were putting together that looked really nice but I just don't know if they're good enough to wrestle games under their control and you see that in fourth quarters you see just how fruitless their drives are in the fourth quarters of these games. And so th this is going to be – all that to say, I think this is probably just going to be what you have to get used to. Instead of thinking, you know what? Actually, a couple of plays here, a couple of plays there, and they probably win this game. I think this is probably just as good as it gets, unfortunately. And so it's going to make for some entertaining uh, football, some probably at times bad football, pretty bad football, and – at the end of the day, fruitless football in the, the wins column as far as that is concerned. They're going to need something really fluky to pull out some victories. Fortunately, we have seen really fluky every single week of the NFL season. So they'll be able to probably snag a couple of wins just based on that. But that is what it's going to have to take because they are good enough to hang around in these games, but they're not good enough to play a complete game. And it turns out, that the quarter that they are going to mail in seems to be the fourth quarter consistently. They are going to fizzle out and burn out. They run out of ideas by the fourth quarter, which is very unfortunate. But that is what the Texans have. And you know what? We're going to have to take later this week a deep dive into the fourth quarters of these games and really look at this. But I think that is the the first blush if you're coming away from this game is, you know what? I think this is going to be just par for the course, actually, 
is that they cannot close out games. They're not talented enough. They're not good enough to close out games. You will probably get into some coaching stuff too later this week, but uh, for first blush this game, that is what you're taking away. Before we get into a couple of our segments here, let's hear from a sponsor. Okay, everybody, let me tell you all about the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More Adventure Stadium. That's right. We already know about the great and wonderful comics and, tra- and trading card store they have on the first floor. They also now have on the second floor a sports memorabilia store and sports trading cards. It's awesome. Get up there to the stadium right there at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard, Suite 130, the second floor above the, the original Adventure Begins, and the Marcel Town Center. Make sure to check them out. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. The Adventure Stadium. Let me tell you guys about the latest party to hit the Houston scene. Custom Geek Parties. Everything from corporate team-building exercises, geek-themed weddings, RPG parties, board game parties, cosplay parties, and more. Call Gamers Inner Circle Geek Party at 281-746-4260. Gamers Inner Circle Geek Party at 281-746-4260. Gamers Inner Circle, are you in yet? All right, so we're going to go love it and leave it here in a moment. But first of all, I mean, Jalen Petrie, the player of the game, that's that's their guy. That's the guy that you're looking at. This He was the most valuable player in this game with the two picks. There was a lot of things, again, there was a lot of things to like out of this game, but he was the most valuable player, the most important piece for this game with his two uh, with his two picks. He also had a, a sack in this game, eight tackles. He was, he was impressive. And he, there was a couple, too, where it's clear that he's just playing center field and he is ball hawking. Uh, he's playing all over the place like him a lot. There's a lot, there's a couple of young pieces in the secondary. You talk about Derek Stingley. He had a quietly pretty sound game as well here, but he looked really good. And if you have these guys growing up quick in the secondary, could be a pretty nice unit, could be a pretty nice unit for, uh, for the, the Texans going forward. So you like to see that. I would say he was the the best player. The safety was the best player. The rookie. Gosh, it's crazy that they have all this youth and there's still quite a few bright spots that you can point to that you really like about a couple of things you see when you're watching a, a Texans football game. But he, he was the player of the game. Love it. I feel like this is kind of a gimme for love it this week, but... Damian Pierce loved his carries, loved seeing all that work that he got. Would like to see it more in the fourth quarter. Would really like to see that more in the fourth quarter. Not sure why they started going to Rex Burkhead more. I mean, I get it. Ball security was a thing for Damian Pierce in this game. And you don't want to see him have a great game yards-wise, running the ball-wise, getting his touchdown. Uh, but and also have ball security issues, but uh, at the same time, I don't know. I, I would not put him in the dog. It's just I would not have put him in the doghouse because Rex Burkhead just ain't it. <laughs> He's just not it. And so, you know, you you have the veteran in there in the fourth quarter, and I don't think that 
taking Damian Pierce out because of some of that stuff is is the answer. And I definitely don't think Rex Burkhead is the answer, even if you're worried about a couple of things that Damian Pierce did with his ball security, you still I think he still should have been in there because Rex Burkhead is not advancing this offense. He's not helping this offense. And you went know in that fourth quarter, that's when you really wanted to grind out uh, some clock, grind out some drives, have a few long drives that ended in points. And with him not out there, and now you could come back over the top and say, oh, well, you know, if he was in there, maybe he fumbles it and they lose it and that's a turnover. Well, guess what? They still threw an interception trying to get to Rex Burkhead. And guess what? Rex Burkhead didn't do anything for that team, and he's helping with some negative plays. And uh, yeah, Rex, Bur- and, and he just he wasn't helping move the ball. He wasn't helping that offense at all. So if you're gonna lose, at least lose with the horses that got you in a position to potentially win that game. I don't know. I, I'm sure that people would go back and forth with me on this, but Damon Pierce should have been in there in the fourth quarter, not Rex Burkhead, despite some of the stuff that happened earlier in that game. And it, it, for some of those last few drives, he just it should have been going to him. He's just got to be the bell cow guy. Just ride with the rookie through some of the, the yucky stuff and some of the good stuff and get him in there because Rex Burkhead is not a good veteran alternative. If they had a veteran alternative that was – reliable and was sound maybe but he's not that guy and so that's why despite some of the stuff that happened with Damian Pierce for the most part I loved what he had and I want him to get more carries he should get more carries feed Damian Pierce uh going forward leave it uh there's a couple of things here I would like to say just all of the fourth quarter stuff in general. <laughs> Can we just leave all the fourth quarter stuff in the first three weeks of the season? But I know that we've already talked about that a lot. Also, that's not happening. It would be nice to try and slow down the running. I don't think that the running the the run defense is going to get too much better throughout the course of this season. But it would be nice to not have it at will. They have shown that they're able to pin the ears back a little bit against a passer, and they've been generating a decent amount of sacks. Now, I don't know if that's the teams they're playing. This Broncos team might stink. I really thought this Colts team stunk, and then they pull out this crazy game that just might be a one-off against the Chiefs. Not really sure what to do with that. Maybe just throw that one away and stick with the idea that the the Colts actually are as bad as the first couple of games they played. This Bears team, like I said, bad offensive line. But they do seem to be, nevertheless, despite all that, they are still getting to quarterbacks, but they are bad defending against the run. Khalil Herbert, uh, he had 157 yards. We all remember the first game against... uh, against the Colts and Jonathan Taylor and his 161, I believe it was, yards. And then while the Broncos didn't have anybody that jumped off the stat sheet, they were able to run okay with that Williams-Gordon dual backfield. I mean, they, they just need some answers. And there was a couple of drives where you just knew it was going to Khalil Herbert. You just knew, hey, they're going to hand off again. They're going to hand off again. They're going to hand off again. And there's nothing they could do about it. And they were getting everybody involved. The Bears had 281 yards. That was their offense, 281 yards, because Fields wasn't doing anything. They only had 
17 pass attempts in the year of our Lord 2022. They had 17 pass attempts. They had 40 carries for 281 yards, averaging seven yards a carry. And so that needs to be something that they, and again, it's not going to get fixed, but if they can just curb that, if they, it can just be something that's not automatic for an opposing team, that would be helpful. That would, that would be nice. And it would be nice to leave the automatic run efficiency that you're seeing from other teams against the Texans in week three, especially in this game. That's what I would like to leave in week three. Uh, final thought here before we head out, keeping it short and sweet this Sunday evening. Final thought is, you know what? It's been a lot of negativity, but these games are going to be close. The games that they're going to be playing against a lot of these teams, I think that they're just going to be weird, funky, close games, and they're going to be in all of these games, which you can take as a silver line. They're probably going to break your heart a lot, but the Houston Texans are going to be in a lot of these games. They're going to have some serious 2021 Detroit Lions vibes throughout the entire season. And get ready and just don't, emotionally invest early on in these games in the Houston Texans because otherwise you're going to get hurt later on all right that's it for me we'll be again keeping it short and sweet we'll have more episodes of Battle Red Radio throughout the rest of this week while I make sure we're getting you ready for week four of the NFL season as well as dive in like I said we're going to take a closer look at these fourth quarters here going forward not just the the one here against the Bears in Chicago but all of the fourth quarters that the Texans have played in the first three weeks of the season deserve a closer look at what exactly is going on here. What's uh, what's happening here? Well, what's going on? Maybe is a little bit of coaching too that's involved in in the fourth quarter debacles. The the reason they just stall out and fizzle, or is it just because they're you know what, they're a team that is playing the best they can with the talent they have. What, what's happening these fourth quarters? We'll take a closer look at that later this week as well as getting you ready for week four for the NFL season. But that's all for me for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Battle Red Radio. <laughs>